AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shirt. No. Not as, you know, connecting as when you there in person chatting to a player or player. Yeah, it's, Ricky, it's Ricky, so, so I'm glad you're so interested in, in uh, Harry's career <laughs> and what he's doing. But can we just start the podcast, please? Are you recording? I am now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I want to welcome to the podcast Harry Brooks, uh, coach to the professionals. How you doing, mate? I'm really well, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm very, very good. I mean, why wouldn't I be good? Tottenham Hotspur are t- currently top of the Premier League. Uh, and we're also joined by Ricky. How you doing, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Does it bother you when I say you're joined by Ricky, given the fact that you've been here from you know, pretty much <laughs> the very first episode? No, 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 it doesn't. Well, no issues. What, what, what else are you going to say? No, nothing. I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, Tottenham Hotspur are currently top of the Premier League. Uh, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just over, just over a quarter of the season gone and um we find ourselves top of the pile and no one give us credit did they harry no no one give us a, an opportunity at the, at the beginning of the season no not a single person out there outside of the tottenham Hotspur's circumference give us an opportunity of finishing inside the top four do you, do you agree with that that's that's where i'm coming from from a fan of, of the club well, we spoke a while ago, didn't we, on the other podcast that you um, invited me on to and how I had a lot of belief in the squad. And it's quite frustrating because when you're a Spurs fan, which I am, uh, people could think you're biased. But I've always approached these kind of things with a, a neutral viewpoint because I kind of have to because that's my job. And I think if you just, if when the transfer window ended, if you looked at the squad, I, I don't see how you can't rate that squad. I mean, you can maybe argue about the centre-backs and, you know, is there... Is there enough um, quality there? But if you look at the forward line, the midfield, um, obviously the manager, it's a fantastic squad. Um, so it hasn't surprised me with how well they've done. It really, really hasn't. Um, whether it ends in a league title, I still don't think so. I still think Liverpool would have wants to beat. Um, but listen, they've given themselves a great chance of securing top four, which I guess was the minimum requirement. Um and I think the title challenge is there. I really do. But yeah, it did surprise me that um, people seem to put Tottenham under the radar. But, you know, that's that's the way it is, I guess, isn't it? Rick, do you, do you think it's about us that, that there's there's people outside of our football club who think Tottenham are one thing and they want Tottenham to be this mediocre sort of mid-table football club that we've been, you know, eight, eight years prior to what we've gone... What, what we've enjoyed the, that thus far, but do you think there's 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 people out there that think, oh, it's Tottenham. Don't worry about them. Like they're they're always Abso- absolutely, up. yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is the kind of I hate saying the word, but um, the 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 Spursy word, and people love to play into that. And you know, self deprecation of you know fans of the club, but we'll say it as well. Um, and it's been, you know, there, there've been lo- loads of times where in semi-finals or finals or when we, you know, close to close to winning the league, where we haven't quite gone the distance, and it's quite easy to label us bottlers or Spursy or, or whatever it is because it's a cheap laugh. Um, and I, I kind of think if, if if you talk about yourself in that way, then you kind of believe believe it, and it, and it gets into your psyche. And at the moment. Um, well, when Poch came in, I think he did change a lot of that stuff, and I think he did kind of, uh, although it was playing with uh, with passion and to kind of uh, believe in yourself and change the mentality, uh, the way they conduct themselves as as people uh, off the pitch, and there's loads of it. And, and now, kind of, uh, Jose's come come along and picked it up and slightly tweaked it a bit more, and uh, I think people now because. Josie has done it so many times uh, and won so many titles that I think there is a slight turning in people's belief that shit, maybe Tottenham are going to do it or, or, or are confident that we can do it. 
I think we uh, under Poch, it just felt, felt like while we got much better, we did. We, we didn't really shake the tag of Bottlers. We didn't shake the tag of Spursy, all that kind of stuff. But under Mourinho, maybe we have. And uh, Harry, what, what do you think about this question? It, it, was that the best performance under Mourinho or under you know, in, in recent times uh, a Tottenham performance? Um, I think it was the most surprising. I re- not because I doubted them or Mourinho, um, but I really didn't see that result coming on Saturday. I'll be honest. Um, you know, a lot's been said about Tottenham's defence this season and how they've improved it. I still think that in too many games, teams have found it too easy to enter the final third, and it looks like a chance is about to come, even if they don't always come. I never felt quite secure, um, so I didn't think Spurs would be compact enough. Um, to keep City out the whole time. And I thought City would have an answer for, for Spurs' transitions. But fair play to Tottenham. They were compact. They were organised. They were disciplined. Um, Jose, I think um, the biggest thing that hasn't really been spoken about enough is um, his decision to put Sun on the right, which took him away from Kyle Walker, um, which is a massive, massive thing, I think. Um, and yeah, Cho- Jose Mourinho um, performed another masterclass on on Sunday or Saturday, sorry. And uh, and the boys, they've done fantastic and they stuck to their roles. They stuck to their job. Every man was disciplined, focused, um, and they performed really, really well. And uh, it's a result and a performance that will and should give them a ton of self-belief that, you know what, they really are in the title race. Um, still early days. They still aren't the favourites. Um, a lot will still go wrong. Um, of course, it's a bizarre league this season more than any, but... Uh, They've been with a chance at the moment. That's what you can say. And yeah, I would. it's interesting. I mean, I haven't really thought about it too much. Is that the best I've seen under Jose? Uh, it's up there. It really is up there um, in terms of, you know, how they stuck to their roles and obviously the results. Um, yeah, it was a superb performance from everyone involved. Um, so yeah, very good, very Rick, good performance. Rick, is it okay to support, uh, to, to celebrate a, um, like a defensive victory? Fuck Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah of course man you, you if you can't celebrate that then like what's the point really i mean i i can understand if we're playing like 38 games and each game is exactly the same a one nil get get score early sit back for the entire time uh yeah that can get boring but um if if you can't sit like I think it's mad that anyone wouldn't wouldn't celebrate that. And like going back to your your question, like best performance under under Jose. So I'd probably say yeah, best performance. And if the players were were following the tactics to a T, I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't privy to the tactics, but I w- one would assume that uh, they they have followed it. And but was it the most enjoyable? Was it the most entertaining? Was it the most free flowing? No, it weren't. But not every single game is going to be like that. And if you are fighting for uh, the, the title or, or or you're in big games and you're against uh, managers that have won uh, titles and got a lot of experience, then you then you have to take the games as they come and you have to manage them from like 10 minutes into like right until the end. It's not just a, a blanket here, here are my tactics. I'm just going to stick to it and we'll just go all guns blazing. You just, you have to celebrate these wins because it doesn't matter if you, uh, if it wasn't, um, you know, swashbuckling Tottenham, we got the win and we, de- we did it in a manner that wasn't, um, that I don't think that we were very, uh, it, it, we showed, it showed a lot of uh, composure and we were cool and we didn't panic. Um, there are a few hairy moments, but I think we, we, we rode our luck on those bits like anyone would do. Um, so I did, I, I thought it was a gr- great performance. Spurs aren't good enough. I was going to say Spurs aren't good enough. And Josie hasn't been there long enough to approach every single game with the attitude. We're going to show what we can do more so than adjusting for the team. They're not, they're not good enough to do that. Um, and anybody that says there's the right way to play football is in my opinion, talking bollocks. Um, the right way at professional level Sorry. is to win games. The right, the right way is to win games. Um, <laughs> if you don't win games, then it's the wrong way. Um, so, yeah, Spurs, listen, you, you can be... There are very, very few sides in world football that can approach the game, um, or can approach a game where it's focusing more on about what they do and not adapting their style as much uh, compared to a position, and that's Liverpool. Um, and that's because Klopp's been there for a long time and he's and the environment he's set there, and they are 
they can go toe-to-toe with any team in the world. But even then, they'll still adapt to different teams. Um, but Spurs aren't good enough to do that. If Spurs go, went, tried to go toe-for-toe against Manchester City, they would have got destroyed. Um, and, you know, you can't... You know, football isn't a... Um, again, it isn't a thing where there's one right way to play. Um, the right way is the way that wins in professional football. So yeah, Spurs won, and that's that. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Harry. And uh, Rick, I just heard you just, just scream out Harry's name then. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said something that we all agree with, but <clears throat> like so, th- there are some Spurs fans and, and and fans of other clubs that that look at our 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 first eleven and they think we should be able to compete against Manchester City. We should be able to play them off the park, or at least be able to play football against them. What what Jose Mourinho did in that uh, ninety minutes was play to our strength. Is there any argument that perhaps we have the quality to? play better football, more expansive football against uh, Manchester City and still win? Or did Jose Mourinho just get it right? This is what we got to do to get the three points, to get to that point where we could challenge for a title or get the title. Like, do we need... I'm asking you a lot of questions here, Ari, but do we need to forget what we were? And yes. Under- Go on. Yeah, no, yeah, it- We've moved on. Pochettino, it's moved on. It's done. It's different. Uh, accept it. Um, if you try to go toe for toe, toe um, against Manchester City, you get battered. Um, Spurs aren't at that level yet. Jose hasn't had enough time to get aside to that level where they can do that. Um, again, people seem to forget. Everyone's eulogising over Klopp and Liverpool. I'll go back to them uh, about how good they've been. But people need to remember, Klopp has been in Liverpool for quite a number of years and it took a while to get them to that stage. Um, five? Is it five years? I'm not even too sure, you know. Uh, maybe, yeah, five, six years, whatever it might be. Yeah, so it took them a, a long time. time. A long time. It took them a long time. Yeah, it took them a long time to get to this stage. Um, and fair play to Liverpool. They gave them the time to do it. Um, I don't think Jose has... They, they are below lost. us but in the league as it stands right now. They are below us. In the <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure that's going to last. Just, being honest. Just, whoa, whoa, Harry. They're below us. <laughs> oh, Harry... Yes. Are, are they below us in the league right now? Yes, they are below us in the league. That's all. We, we've got to do a podcast on based on what's happened before. <laughs> and what's happened before is that Tottenham Hotspur are top of the Premier League. They I are know, indeed. I, I get, I understand it. Every Everyone listening to this podcast realises the threat that Liverpool are and how good they are and all that bollocks. We've known it for two, three years. They're the bollocks. But right now, we are top of the fucking tree. Harry, carry on yeah. with your point. <laughs> to be honest, you flunked me, mate. We're top of the league. Let's just go out and celebrate that. We're, we're, we're champions. Let's just let's enjoy it. We're champions. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. I think, um, I think it's very starry-eyed. If you look at um, teams and think, oh, I would love my team to go and play that all the time. It's, it, it, it's not real. It's not real. We all know if Spurs opened up against Man City, it's going to end one way. We all know that they. Because it's not being worked on that style of to play that style of football, like the Pochettino style, like the Guardiola, like the Klopp. It takes first of all specific players that are elite level, uh, or at least um, can play your style of football, and it takes m- months, years even of consistent work on the training pitch, using that style, um, hammering it into them, um, and then maybe getting yourself to a level where you can go toe for toe. Um, but Spurs, first of all, Mourinho hasn't had that time. And second of all, Mourinho isn't that kind of manager. Mourinho adapts. Mourinho adapts to what he's got. Mourinho adapts to the opposition. Um, and he's had lots of success that way. So there will be plenty of games this year where Spurs carve teams open with one-touch football, hitting them quickly. And there'll also be games when you see against Man City when they are deeper and they hit them on the counter-attack. Um, I, I actually like this style of football. I like that we're adapting to different teams. I think that it's quite lazy a lot of the time when managers don't adapt to other teams and just like, well, we tried to do the right thing, almost like it's an excuse. Um, It's not an excuse. If you're losing games, that's a problem. Um, Unless you're, again, a situation like Klopp where, you know, it's part of the long-term process. But I don't think that, you know, just playing the right way is a good enough excuse for losing football games. Um, You're there to win. And um, that's what Jose Mourinho is there to do. And I again, I, I don't think we could have opened up against Manchester City. We would have got ripped to pieces. And that's why um, you, I mean, I understand you know football. 
Harry, you know much more than I could ever. And <laughs> I was to say, whatever, whatever works, <laughs> whatever works. Let's, let's let, let let Jose just manage his team how he wants to manage them. And if if it result if the result is us beating um, Manchester City, who I you know I just want to say it right now, maybe that whole that maybe they're a myth. Anyway, let's. Um, I'll try to uh, Rick. I'll, I'll, let, let me give you some stats. I want to read some stuff out to you, Rick, and see how you respond to this. Uh, right. three, three wins out of three against City at the new stadium. Uh, last three matches between City and Spurs, City have had seventy-one shots. <laughs> 21 on target, two goals. Spurs have had nine shots, seven on target, six goals. I just that is um wait, wait. Manchester City, <laughs> most expensive squad in the Premier League at 810 uh million, nearly 811 million, nearly a billion pounds. Tottenham Hotspur, seventh most expensive squad at a value of 385 million pounds. The question is, Rick doesn't that make you giggle? That comes from uh, Spurs <laughs> International. Yeah, that does make me giggle. It does make me giggle. It's not all and about how much you can spend, is it, Rick? It's just about... No, it's, it's not. It's not that at all. It's not about how much money you've got and how much uh, money you buy a striker for. And it isn't always to do with how much possession you have and what your XG is. Um, I like XG, though. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but I'm just I'm saying it's not always about that. But in the, the in the kind of the chances that we had and the City had, and then the shots on target and shots on target that we had, and we won the last three games. I mean, what what can you say about that? It's uh, just clinical, focused. Yeah, um, we got we got better strikers than they have. Basically, we got <laughs> clinical strikers. <laughs> Harry, um, can you do do you? Like, there's people that listen to this podcast. There's people that are on this podcast who don't like XG. I like it. I like all the XG. I like all the stats and stuff. Um, what, what, do you, do you hold much relevance in the idea that XG plays an, uh, a circumstantial or a significant role in understanding how good a football club is? I think it's a useful and important uh, piece of data over an extended period of, period of time, but it's certainly not the be-all and end-all, and it certainly isn't the be-all and end-all for individual games. Um, so if you look at Spurs City game on Saturday, um, I don't know what the XG was, um, but I know that Man City had a higher XG, whereas yeah. I would then argue with that as well. Okay, uh, Man City entered the final third um, quite a few times. Um, how many dangerous shots did they have? I can only really remember a top, say, from Hugo Lloris from a set piece towards the end of the game. Yeah, it was good. Um, whereas I can remember quite a few moments of Spurs where actually there was a real chance of a goal. Um, for example, the goal itself, um, the um, Harry Kane disallowed goal. That was it, where I think actually Son maybe should have shot himself. Um, so again, so if you look at the XG, I think Spurs had the value of less than a goal. Well, I, I don't quite know how that works out because those in, those in isolation are two great chances to score. So listen, it's one of those where over a period of time, it usually does balance itself out, but it should never be used to solely um, analyse a single game of football because there are so many tangibles to the value and quality of a chance, um, of a shot on goal, um, of an almost chance, um, you know, there's so many different tangibles um, that it doesn't take into account. Um, even something silly like it doesn't take into account if the striker is just on it that day or in a good vein of form, you know. Um, so there's so many different tangibles, but generally speaking, over an extended period of time, it does kind of level itself out and it um, and reverts to what's expected. Uh, but it shouldn't be used to purely analyse one single game, I don't think. I understand what you're saying. So if you're in a playground at school... Yes. And uh, there's some sort of little statty mug. Yep. Stato. Yep. You'd have taken his lunch money, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I really... I, honestly, I, I, I used to be that bloke. I used to be the bloke who would... Um, I'd say I would. I mean, I'd, I would never have taken lunch money off of anybody. I would never. Yeah, and I'd like to say no, would I? I, I didn't think that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you I, just I, said you would. You just said like, I. I said I wouldn't. You said you would. 
I'll be honest, I didn't think that coming on this podcast would be the thing that would stop me coaching full-time. I didn't, I didn't, that's not what I saw happening. I thought I'd lose my job in different ways. Tell, 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 telling a kid to fuck off or something. I didn't think that this would be it. No, but I'm just saying, no, that those, those little... Um... That those, those 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 people, I I respected yes. them. I respected them. They they understand they understand football. Understand. Listen, no, there's, there's 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 listen. In all seriousness, there is one hundred percent. It's a, it's a fantastic addition to the game. That really in depth data is becoming more and more available. Um, it's really good, and I think it's very important that clubs do use it. I do worry about a trend of um maybe the um the over importance of it. Um, measured against sort of like the emotional connection and the feeling and the actual eyes watching football, but that's for a whole different thing. But in terms of um, data itself, it's a very necessary and important yeah. um, addition to football, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when, when when you're in a situation where Arsenal's actually is far below, actually, they're, they're not creating any chances at all. Like, Actually, it was just why, why we got you, Harry? Yeah, go on. What, what do you make of Arsenal's situation here? Because they're, they're, like, this is the least creative, least expansive Arsenal team I've ever seen. And Yeah, they're, they're in trouble. In all seriousness, well, they're in trouble. Before, before, um, before, before, before you get to whack yeah. the record about how shit they are. Um, <laughs> I just got to get some tissues. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to pull my cock out. Right now, but wait before before that, it's it's like they've grown up, and, and for an Arsenal fan, it must be it must be quite difficult because they've grown up watching mm. their teams play superb football under Wenger in the first fifteen years of his reign. They were playing probably the best, some of the best attacking football in Europe. Yeah, and they've they've sold their soul. I don't know if they've sold their soul. They've just arrived at a situation where they've they've employed a, a manager who they believe to be decent or good or could like transcend them to the next stage because he, he served under Pep Guardiola. But the reality is that what we've seen is very, very ordinary football. And it, it's not to say with a year's grace, he can't create a new level of football that will be free-flowing you know, defensively great, but also goal-scoring football. But he won't be given that chance, I don't think. What, what, what do you make of Arsenal in this situation, Harry? Um, I was, I still, listen, it's far too soon to say. I, in the summer, I, I, I thought they'd be a lot better than what they have been. Um, I really did. Uh, I just, I got the feeling from, you know, the way he talks and, you know, the progress they made last year that Arteta will go on to be a special manager. And he could well be because it's, you know, it's just the start of the season. But their issue at the moment is Arteta is a manager that um, is very much one of those managers that likes to take as much control as possible. The same kind of way as Guardiola. Try to control all phases of play as much as possible. Um, so when you are saying playing against a good team, they're actually going to be pretty good because, you know, Arteta can... Um, very tactically intelligent, um, good at analysing opposition, and he can set the team up to be um, disciplined in a certain way, tell them where to go, what to do, and be very structured defensively and how to press off the ball, um, training ground work. Their problem has been that they also try, he's trying to do that with their on-the-ball work as well in how they score and create chances. So it's very much uh, circuit training, routine-based um, patterns of play, and you just get the feeling at the moment that Arsenal aren't going to score or create a chance unless it's a specific pattern that's been worked on on the training pitch. There doesn't look to be enough variety in terms of how they can score um, or enough freedom for the players on the pitch. And to make that style of football work, um, you have to have a lot of different ways to score, I think. You have to have amazing footballers that can repeat those actions and moments. And you also have to have footballers that can adapt and tweak those patterns slightly. Um, like So basically Guardiola's Man City, um, and Arsenal don't really have those players and they just don't seem to have enough routines in terms of how they get the ball from one end of the pitch down to the other, uh, consistently creating chances. They need more ways to create chances and score goals. They just don't seem to have enough ideas at the moment. Um, whether that is to become to stick with the style and come up with even more patterns of play or to offer their players a bit more freedom, um, different ways it could be done. And that could come in time. But at the moment, um, they do look like just a bit... Uh, a bit one-dimensional is probably the right way to say it. I think the right way to say it, that was a long-winded 
way of saying that they're fucking shit. <laughs> you do realise I have to actually kind of work with these clubs. You no, do no, know that, don't you? No, no. I can't no. be... I, I appreciate you. I'm just, I'm just interpreting <laughs> what you're saying, mate. Oh my uh, yeah. <laughs> they are. Um, they're, they're not. They're not shit. They're, 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 you know, they're going to they're be all right. What no, no, no! Don't start backtracking now. You said it. There. You can't. <laughs> well, I'm backtracking just in case. You know, the football turns so quickly. But <laughs> it must be difficult yeah, yeah. as a coach, who some someone who understands it, and you know, who, who talks about it so freely that you you know that that whatever we say as fans, like me and Ricky are fans, as you who works in the game and you know, coaches people, the, the game changes so quickly. Yeah. And whatever you say, it, yeah. it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, look, your your technical aspect or your technical understanding of the game doesn't change. But no, fans, no, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But no, fans, I mean. fans, it changes so quickly. So well, we, no, even me, I got, I, got, I got the Spurs City result completely wrong. I thought City would actually have quite a comfortable win. So I got that completely wrong. Um, and it's why so football's so brilliant, isn't it? Because it's, you just can't predict it. Anything can happen. That's the wonderful and, thing uh, about it, right? That's why Spurs are going to win the league, mate. Exactly. Don't say that because that sounds like you're saying that like, it ain't going to happen. But, you're, you're <laughs> yourself. But, but what we all agree, Rick, Rick, our yeah. Arsenal pup. Yeah. Yes. Completely. <laughs> exactly. Uh, was anyone surprised by Bergwijn starting this game against City? Because I, yeah. I, I was a little bit. And uh, as a you know, a side note to that, Harry, if you can like, wax lyrical about this this situation, that we have Gareth Bale, who is Gareth Bale, who's done everything he's done, who, mm. if he doesn't start, no Spurs fan out there is really worried. So mm. can, you, can you explain that situation? Can you... Start with Bergwijn slightly as Man City. What what would be the preference there, and and, and then talk a little bit about um, the fact that what role what role will Gareth Bale play this season? Well, yes, yeah, start with Bergwijn. Um, I actually messaged his strength and conditioning coach um, because I thought in the game I don't know what you guys thought. I thought that he looked a lot leaner and very light on the feet, um, and I asked him saying, you know, has he cut down? Has he has he not lost weight, but has he just you know has he got more to an ideal body composition and uh, and he says, yeah, he's now his ideal body composition. He's lighter, he's leaner, um, which is a fantastic thing because he's now looks yeah lighter on the feet, a bit more springy. Um, so I thought he was excellent because um, I think he's a really fantastic talent. Um, in terms of why he played, oh, yeah, he surprised me, but I'm delighted he did. Um, yeah, Jose got it spot on. So we all predicted Son to be on the left um, and then maybe Lucas Moura on the right. Uh, but obviously he knew that, Jose knew that, you know, Spurs' uh, main chances of scoring would be on transitions. Um Cole Walker's pretty good at dealing with them. Um, so he put Son on the right, away from Cole Walker, which was, I mean, again, it's simple to say, isn't it? But it's, you know, a great move, obviously. And then just putting Bergvine on the left. Bergvine's one of those players that he's very good at what I call slow down and assess. So he's he's very good at putting his foot on the ball, maybe controlling the tempo a bit more, measuring passes. And it just gave a different dimension that perhaps City had planned for that side. So you saw Bergvine on a couple of occasions get the ball on the left, um, kind of not hold it up, but sort of, slow the tempo down a little bit, wait for the right moment to make the pass where Son would make that cutting run. I mean, that's where the second goal that was this lad came from or one of the aspects it came from. So I think it was a great move. Um, and uh, yeah, it worked. I thought Bergvine was very, very good. Um, and yeah, it's fantastic. The options they have that, you know, you you can have a player like Gareth Bale um, play against Manchester City and not feel like you have to start him, let alone not bring him on at all. So uh, I think Bale will, He's still, in terms of if Spurs are playing in the Champions League final tomorrow or the FA Cup final, whatever it might be, um, and they're going for the best front three, I think we'd all probably predict, and rightly so, it would be Kane, Son and Bale. Um, but, you know, Bale is, he hasn't played a lot of football in recent years. He is slightly older, um, so he won't start every single game. So it's vital that um, the likes of Bergwijn, Lucas and Lamella um, at the moment looks to be them three that they are ready and waiting to come in um, when he's not starting. And it's down to any of those three to make sure they are the one that's um, pushing in next. All right, good. Um, Rick, do you, do, you, do you feel like you, you want Bow to be smashing it up now? Because we know what Bow was. Uh, it's, it's hard because we, we all... We all uh, have, you know, the nostalgia of what Bow was, but what Bow was isn't going to be what he is now and although he is still um getting getting himself back to full fitness and sharpness and stuff i i think if he was to, to start every game we we wouldn't see that but i think it, 
I think we'll be utilizing him in a different way. And um, it's as much as it's as much about as his ability as as well as that mentality coming from a Real Madrid dressing room where he won absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, uh, and to and to come back and to maybe he'll he'll, he'll play more of a like he he won't be a bit part player, but he'll he'll have a lot more games than that. But still, I don't see him in the starting eleven week in week out all the time. But uh, when when he does when he does come in, um, it's going to be difficult as well. Like because if you were, you know, if any team that sets up against Tottenham, they know Harry Kane's going to play. They know Harry Kane's going to go deep. They know bits and pieces, but you will never know when Bale will, will be will be playing and how you're going to set up for that. And especially when he comes, if he comes in as a, as a sub, and he is one of those players that can can change a game instantly with that left foot of his uh, quick sprint, and then that's it in the back of the net. He's he's just that player that can unlock doors and. I think yeah, I think Jose will, will use him smartly. Uh, I think he's going to be utilised um, more so against the likes of teams like West Brom and Burnley, where the onus is on Tottenham to then break them down, and you might need those um, individual moments of quality to do that. Um, yeah. I think those are the games where he's going to be utilised most. Like we saw against Brighton, right when he scored. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. goal. Uh, Spurs playing Ludogorets, um, second. Uh, what did you say? Second leg of the group stage. Um, we're playing them at home. Uh, Vinicius is, to score first is twelve to five, according to William Hill. Harry, what 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 do you make of Vinicius so far? Because he he hasn't had a great opportunity, or or any opportunity to really show the kind of player he is. And and how important is it for a striker like him to play football? We saw it before with um, uh, fuck, what is the keys that we bought? <laughs> the keys were bought from uh, is it twenty? Janssen. Janssen, sorry. Yeah, so he saw that he he had huge amounts of exposure to to first team football. Scored goals for fun. We signed him for sixteen million pounds. Um, Vinicius feels a little bit like that. Not to say that it won't work out for Vinicius, but how important is it for a striker to have first team football and just be relied upon, or that you know does it? Will it, will it impact him, do you think, that the fact that he gets these put-part roles? For the vast majority of strikers, it's really important to uh, get into good rhythms and good goal-scoring feelings. Um, and that comes with games. Uh, you get the odd striker that is capable of coming on and making a difference and playing the bit-part role. Um, Lorente was very good at that. Um, he didn't need to start game after game or he didn't need to play many games um, to come on and be useful um, and help out. Whether Vinicius is that player, I, I I don't know because he just, at the moment, because he hasn't scored yet, he looks like he's snatching at chances a little bit, a little bit rushed in front of goal, um, a bit desperate to score. Um, when he gets his opportunities, it's easier said than done. He just needs to remain a bit cool, um, slow down a little bit um, because his all-round game looks to be very, very good. Um, I just think he looks a little bit rushed in front of goal and the longer it does go on without him getting that first goal, um, whether it's through lack of game time or just not playing enough minutes, um, the harder it will be for him. It's a very, very difficult job being backup striker and expected to come in and produce and perform when the main man isn't there. Um, it's not as easy as people think it is. So it is a very difficult role he's got. Um, the quicker he can get on the score sheet, the better. Um, and for his sake, he will probably need to play more minutes in the Premier League. But at the moment, there hasn't really been a situation where you could say he should be playing more minutes in the Premier League because of what Spurs have needed. So he's in a difficult situation um, in terms of being able to show the best of himself. But he is a good player um, and he just needs to relax a bit more in front of goal when those chances come. But um, yeah, he's, he's a good player. So we'll see if he's going to be that striker that can come in every now and again and be a, um asset or if he is going to be someone that actually needs to play a consistent run of games to get into a good rhythm and feeling of goal scoring. Uh, we're not not going to do a massive preview to the Chelsea game. If you if you want to hear us talk about uh, you know Spurs Chelsea or any length, you can do that by signing up to our Patreon, which is p a t r e o n dot com forward slash the Fighting Cock. Uh, we can do a forty minute um, preview to to that game. But 
for 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 William Hill, they've provided prov- provided us with some odds. Uh, Spurs to win thirteen to five. Spurs to win two one ten to one. Spurs to come from behind and win, which is twelve to one. But the most important thing, uh, bear in mind, this is dropped because the last time we recorded this podcast, Spurs were eight to one to win the league. Now we're five to one to win the league. They, like, I, I, I feel, it, it, look, there's one thing that, that Spurs fans believe in. There's one thing that fans of other clubs thinking that we might be a threat. The bookies backing us at five to one means that we're in a very, very good situation. We're a quarter way through the league. We weren't in this situation when we when, when we were managed by uh, Pochettino. We weren't in this situation. We weren't in the situation where we were the third best team in the league. And the reality is, right now, we're the first best team in the league. Five to one isn't. I think it's. I think that's short. I I, I, I feel like um, they're they're you know they're they you know they they'd be a way for for people to make money on Tottenham right now winning the league. Yeah. But we are where we are, and we're top of the league, and you know. Prices are subject to fluctuation <laughs> as we as we make our way through the league. Um, like what, what, where, Harry? Where are you at? Like deep down, like what, what, what? Do, can we win this? Do, do you think like Liverpool will overcome us? Where, where do you think we'll finish in the league this year? I honestly think um, it's still too early to say. It's going to be a bizarre season with COVID and. You know, for all we know, like a key player could get coronavirus uh, tomorrow, and you and they're out for two weeks. Anything can happen. It could happen to another club. Um, so it's such a bizarre season. But if you've just if you're looking logically at everything that's happened so far, everything that should happen, I honestly predict Spurs to finish second. Um, I think Liverpool again it's because of how long Klopp has been there. It's the environment. It's the most important thing. Um, Ferguson used to have at Man United. You know, there are so many times I remember when. Ferguson would roll out teams from Man United and you look at how on earth are they going to get a result today? But they always did because it's the environment that's set. And that's what Liverpool have right now. Um, it doesn't really matter who gets injured. They're still going to carry on as they were. And I just think that Spurs just aren't at that level yet to consistently do that where Liverpool can. But Spurs are very good. They are. They have got a serial winner in Jose Mourinho that knows how to win the league. And they have got players... They could maybe do with a top, top Virgil van Dijk esque centre back, maybe. Um, yeah, that that uh, seems like the that seems like the, the the kind of final piece of the puzzle, isn't it? Yeah, I think they could. I think they're just lacking that one super dominant, world class um, centre back that's like right. You know what? Now they really can do it. Um, do you worry so about, listen, about Joe being? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 from what I have seen of Joe Roden, I do like him. Um, Olivar has been very, very good recently. So yeah, of course it'll be a miss. You'll miss his experience. Um, it was excellent on Saturday, really excellent. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's not a long term one. But listen, you're playing for Spurs, then you should be a good player. So you know there are options there. So we'll see how they do coming in, filling in for him. You know you're not going to win the league expecting every single player to stay fit throughout the whole season, or you shouldn't do anyway. So all right, we've got a we've got a, an injury. So let's see how we cope with it. Larry, are you any good what at quizzes? What injury was it? Oh, what? Sorry. So was it an abductor injury or something? Yeah, that's what Jose Mourinho said. So What is that? It just means yeah. he's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucked for ages. He's fucked, like two months fucked. <laughs> I, I don't know. Actually, that's what, that's what, on the medical form, that's what... <laughs> it goes to uh, Jose's in tray. It picks it up and it just has a picture that says, I'm fucked. Me, me, me and my mates were having a laugh with the Amazon documentary. How uh, Jeff, is it Jeff Scott, the the, uh, the Australian physio at Tottenham? Yeah, yeah. How he always seemed to deliver just the worst news bit, like almost like, almost happy about it, just happy to just make us all miserable. <laughs> just... yeah, that makes him relevant, though, doesn't it? It makes him it like he's. he's it, didn't feel any, it didn't feel any shame just telling us that Harry Kane is like. Fucked for the season. <laughs> I expected uh, Jose Mourinho to lamp him or something, and just yeah. What is an abductor? What is, is it like? Does oh, mate, like- I, 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 in terms of how to diagnose how long he's going to be out for and exactly what it is, I don't know. I'm not too okay. sure. No worries, um, Harry. You any good at quizzes? 
let's see at the end because I'm okay. guessing you're going to ask me to be involved in this. Well, I, I want you to ask them in your answer them in your head because we've right. got someone coming on right now. Um, currently, the record set by Jimmy Regal last week, who got nine out of ten. And um, bearing in mind, a lot of people like I don't know what you're doing with your lives, boys. But you, you, you're messaging me saying the quiz was too easy. I don't like. I we we can't. Like, you know how difficult it is to make sure that quizzes are uh, like uh, equally difficult or easy each week. It's really hard. Just let's just answer questions and everyone enjoy it, right? Fucking quiz, get over it. Stop crying. <laughs> right, but but T's on his knees right now. He's been smashed up. Jimmy Regal, nine out of ten, is the currently. The, the fighting cock Don. Uh, we've got Dom, who's ready to take on the uh, the quiz. Um, Dom, unmute yourself, mate. Good. All right, ready to go. Hey. There we go. mate, right? Yeah, very good, thank you. Did Top you of the league. Top of the weekend. league, indeed, mate, indeed. Uh, did you think the quiz last week was too easy? Uh, I also got nine out of ten. Oh, God, God, you're so husky and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so see. I've got, I've got an erection. Sorry, Harry. Sorry, this is the way to fight. And then I'm already right. winning. Let, let, you're not winning because you've got to get 10 out of 10 to be above. Uh, and, and, and the fact is that the, the, the benchmark was set by Flannery's Filth. He got 8 out of 10. Jimmy Regal got 9 out of 10. If you can beat 8 out of 10, then you and Jimmy are up for the biggest prize on earth. I don't know what that is yet. We haven't decided decided what what this this prize might be. But are you ready to go? Yes, let's do this. Okay. So, question number one: Who scored the first goal when Spurs beat Chelsea three one at Stamford Bridge to the end to end the twenty eight wait to twenty eight year wait for an away win back in two thousand eighteen? Who scored the first goal in that game? Spurs beat Chelsea three one. 2018. Yeah, who scored the first goal as Spurs beat Chelsea 3-1 at Stamford Bridge to end the 28-year wait for an away win back in 2018? Ericsson. He's correct. Yes. He's on a roll. All right, number two. Which assistant manager squared up to Gattuso against AC Milan in the 1-0 win at San Siro? So that would have been Harry's assistant. Who the hell was Harry's assistant? Chris Hutton? Oh. Is incorrect. <sighs> what was the correct answer, Rick? Joe Jordan. It was the correct answer. All right, so you oh. need to get every question right here, mate. Uh, number three, who do what, what do Kevin Prince Botang and Unis Kabul have in common? What two what two clubs did they play for? Eunice Kabul. Principal. What two clubs did they play PSG? for? Well what what one start with the the first one. What what both what who did they play for? Both of them. Well they both played for Spurs, obviously. Alright, what was the other club? <clears throat> I'm gonna say PSG. Is incorrect. It's Portsmouth. Uh, Alright, we're playing for uh, fun now. I'm sorry, mate. Uh, well, you can draw. You can draw with. Actually, do you know what? If you if you draw with T, you're still in the running for the big prize that we don't know what it is yet. It's, it's a prize. Whatever prize you want, but we'll make happen. Um, I think there's going to be some imperial leather from John Bass. <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, who were the 2007-2008 top scorers in league and all comps? A clue. Two of them. Both got the same amount. 2007-2008 top goal scorers. Who were they? Four Spurs in the league, you mean? Uh, in league and all comps. Both, both strikers. Both played for us in 2007-2008. A portion of the, of the season, they wore a brown kit. Okay. Um, Robbie Keane. Is one of them. He scored 23 goals. Who would he have played with? And, oh, <laughs> he, Adebayo. Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. All right, well, we, just, we, we haven't had that. We haven't had that. 
if you get it right, we already ignored that. Berbatov. <laughs> Incorrect. No, 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 he's correct. Oh, <laughs> no, no, he's correct. He's correct. He's correct. Go. Oh. Right, number five. How many? How much did Spurs sign Sergei Rebrov for in 2000? Uh, there's three options here. A, 7 million. B, 9 million. C, 11 million. 11 million. Correct. Uh, number six. Which Spurs? Which Spurs player scored and was then sent off in a five-two North London derby loss in two thousand and twelve? North London derby. Come on. What was the year? Two thousand and twelve. Five-two North London derby. He scored and then he was sent off. No idea. Adebayor. Did you say Adebayor? Oh, he did. Yeah. He did, didn't he? All right, we'll give him that. We'll give him that. So you're still on for eight. Is he? Still on for eight? <laughs> awesome. Sure uh, number seven. I played for... Oh, God, you're not going to... I played for Nyang LG Cheetahs, PSV, Spurs, Borussia Dortmund, Al Halayo, and the Vancouver Whitecaps. Who am I? Can I get that list again, please? Yes, you can. Even though you've got no chance of winning, you can. Uh, it's the Anyang LG Cheetahs, PSV, Spurs, Borussia Dortmund, Al Halal, and the Vancouver Whitecaps. Who am I? Willem Corsten. No. Oh. Lee Young Poyo. <laughs> All right, number eight. If 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 um. If, over. <laughs> if Dom, yeah, it's, it's well and truly over. But if Dom doesn't get this, uh, Harry, this is on you to say. All right. So, how many South South African players have played for Spurs in the Premier League, and can you name them? Okay, there's been four, hasn't there? I don't know. So the centre back, youngster, <laughs> got in. Oh man. <laughs> The centre back never played for Spurs, just so you, just in case you you're fixating on that. Oh, like, okay. Was he the captain of Africa? Camulo never played. One of one of the oh. players we signed from Everton, and the other players. Oh, Pina. Yeah, and the other player scored one goal for Tottenham on his debut. A tuba? No. No. Do you know the score? No. Did, uh, Ricky knows. Ari, do you know? Uh, is it Mabuzela? Is that yes. how you say it? Yes. Yes. Mabuzela. <laughs> Leicester City, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. that's a banger. Yeah, it's a banger. Yeah. He never played again. He was shit. Uh, <laughs> number nine, Eric Dyer currently wears the number 15. Can you name two of the last five players to have uh, to have worn that number? Um, That's quite hard. That That is yeah, quite I difficult. Yeah, I ain't got a fucking clue. Do you not, you not, have, do you not have a clue, Rick? Nah. Do you not chuck one in? Because um, I, I, I wouldn't either, but I'm, I'm staring at all the answers, so I think like this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Ari, can, can you chuck one in, Ari? Oh, if you gave me like an hour, I feel like I get one. Struggling right now. All right, okay. I was actually doing 15. all right as well. Was it 15? Did you say? Yeah, 15. So uh, Eric Dyer currently was... wears the number 15. Can you name Mal two? Bronk Mal is Bronk. one of them. Mal Bronk is correct. Great shout! That's great. You done well there. Um, and then. Oh damn! How I've many do you need? Well, we need we need one more. Um, I want to rock down uh, to Electric Avenue. Um, screw it. Uh, Leonardson. No, incorrect. <laughs> I want to ro- uh, Rick. I want to rock down to uh, Etienne Capone. Yeah, indeed, oh, indeed. Oh man! <laughs> the answer. Leonardson. <laughs> <laughs> you put me off now I had the song yeah. the art- <laughs> shit was Robbie Keane 15 yeah when he returned he was 15 the, the artists uh, were okay. Etienne Capu Louis Sahar Peter Crouch I, I didn't know Peter Crouch did that uh, Robbie Keane when he returned and Steed Marabronk and finally to round the quiz off um, uh, number 10 who scored more Premier League goals for Spurs Vincent Yand the Anson or Soldado Soldado so that was correct. For a bonus point, 
can you? Well, it's not just no bonus points. You you fucked it, Dom. But, <laughs> but oh, thank you kindly. But uh, can you guess the amount of times that Janssen scored for Spurs in the Premier League, Rick? I think Janssen got two and Solano. Two. Five. So Solano got what? Five, I think. And it was seven. Ah. Oh. Okay, all right. Well, look, look, like fair play to you, Don, for coming on and, try, and you know trying to take on. I, I feel like that we got a lot of stick last week. Like the, apparently, the quiz was really easy. Everybody got every question, and everybody gets every question when they're listening to it. They don't get every question when the fucking heat is put on them. That's the issue. Yeah. Everybody's right, got an opinion yeah. until I salute T now because this is well pressured. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone, everyone lies on a quiz as well. Like if they say, uh, I don't know, name a player that's whatever, and then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I knew that." They didn't say it, but they say, "I knew that." Oh, I'll give myself a point for that. Well, it's like lies. It's, it's like Harry. Do you ever until you're on the mic? Oh, until you until until you're playing the quiz live. That's yeah. when it comes on top. Harry, do you ever watch the chase? I do watch the chase. Yeah, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, do, do, do you ever think like you're watching it and you think I could do that? I do. Uh, no, time. no, 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 no. Anybody that says they could, not a chance. Those people are geniuses. I think you, um, you really reckon you could go on that and and beat them? No, absolutely not. I'd freeze like a fucking like I'd freeze <laughs> like every, everybody does. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you know, the only person that hasn't properly frozen is is, is Jimmy Riggle. And, and and the minute that someone doesn't freeze, it's oh the quiz is easy. It's quizzes. It's quiz easy. Just join us. So if you want, if you want, if you want to take on the 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 ten question, I've got to think of a good name for this. This is a shit name. The ten question quiz. If you want to take on the ten shit question, shit named question quiz, then you can. You can. Um, I tell you how to do it, Rick. I haven't thought well, this through. What, how should we do it? How should we do what? <laughs> what? How do we get people to join in on this quiz thing? Then, what then for them Patreon. I just feel like it's it's too much. It's like the the. Let, what, should we figure this out after we stop recording? Yeah, probably best to mate. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. Harry, Dom, uh, thank you so much for for taking part. Uh, you were rubbish, but you can come back. Yep. <laughs> You can come back whenever you want and try again. Oh, thank you. And, and Dom's like, I, I, genuinely, like, thank you for all your support, mate. I, I, like, I see you and I appreciate all the stuff for the Patreon, mate. You're, you're a lovely man. Oh, uh, I love you too, man. You're, you're a good man. You're a good man, Dom. Uh, Harry, mate, thanks for all the insight today. Uh, you've offered, uh, offered something that we don't usually get on the Fighting Cop, which is actual football knowledge and insight. So God bless you, mate. Pleasure. When I get sat across with you, I'm expecting a job uh, on this podcast. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. Rick. <laughs> yes, mate. You've been Rick. I have been Rick. And <laughs> I, we have been top of the league. So, uh, come on! Come on! Come <laughs> 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 on, you boys. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. 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 It's the fight in. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.